0: What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is Bomb Tank, Dr. Nagel, Nasami, Omega Construct, the Eliteness, and Zero Burn Seventy Five. So sit back and enjoy the ride. How y'all Yay!
1: doing? Yay! What's up? <laughs> he did the thing where he does the thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
0: enjoy, enjoy
1: the but ride. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I thought yeah. there was someone blowing their nose.
0: <laughs> no, I I think he was doing the new Harry Potter game.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, no, I, I might I might actually play the new Harry Potter game. It sounds it sounds nice, and it's been a while since I've watched Harry Potter. I might do that again in so in preparation. Wait, you just want to look at the, the wand? Stone. Yeah, I love a, a nice okay. wand. A nice thick thumb width, uh, thumb thumb uh, width wand.
0: Oh, we're so going thumb deep right away, aren't we? Is that,
3: is that I mean, if a you're a once, gonna go into yeah. it, you gotta go all the
4: way and just get right at it.
3: I mean, I think zero is like obligated to play if it's got thumb deep yeah. ones in it.
5: <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now,
0: I don't know. I'm probably gonna end up buying this stupid game because of my daughter.
3: Um. uh, don't sound too enthusiastic about spending time with your daughter then (laughs) (laughs) oh no i have
0: no problem spending time with my daughter i just don't know if i want to do it in the wizarding world of harry potter i I mean it it will be built in ue4 so it should be pretty um so there's that pretty Um, gay (laughs) (laughs) well it's harry potter so that's kind of implied how dare
3: (laughs) you I can't <laughs> wait,
6: actually. It is perfectly fine, franchise. It's
3: I am definitely going to play it. it. I hope that it's got co-op so that me and uh, Nigel can go touch tips, flap our wands about together.
6: <laughs> yeah, so that our <laughs> oh, wands can connect. See, now you connect. did that one yourself.
3: <laughs> Ooh, you guys
0: can do the whole Voldemort uh, Harry Potter thing, and your, your wands can touch and make fireworks. That's I'll be Harry. I'll, be Harry. I'll be Harry every, every
7: weekend. Be yeah, that's- that's like a
1: regular course of events. <laughs> that's I'm just a
0: normal Saturday. Normal
1: Saturday. Yeah, uh, nothing special. What, what we're really after here are thick wands that we can... Actually, what would we do? If we were in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Linus, what would our shtick be? We, we couldn't be do, like, the Fred and George Weasley bullshit, because uh, they we already would... have a, a monopoly on that.
3: <laughs> We'd wave our wands. Together? Um, oh God, why are so you
5: putting I, an like, H? Like, Jesus no, Christ, I, I just do that.
3: You
0: guys would definitely be Fred and George Weasley, but without pants. And
1: oh, we would, so we would do the Fred and George Weasley thing, but all of our our uh, our wares that we sold would be slightly naughty. Uh, yes, <laughs> <But what would laughs> that mean, that is slightly.
5: <laughs> you
1: what can't go too overt. That... It's a fucking kids' movie. Uh, like the chocolate frogs. <laughs> yeah, but they're chocolate <laughs> balls. <laughs> Salty chocolate balls. I bet no one's ever done that before. Uh,
3: chocolate gerbils? <laughs>
6: <laughs> I was about to say, what makes you think that Fred and George Weasley didn't did not have pants off screen? Seriously.
3: We
1: could, though, have uh, gerbil suppositories. <laughs> <laughs> we could call them uh, the Richard Gears. What? Oh my god! <laughs> PETA is so going to come down on us. It's, a, it's a com- the, What I love about That's that okay. so much, it's That's completely a- false. It's a way false rumor. There's no way he ever did that, but I love perpetuating it. <laughs> the, you, know what's,
5: what? you know what makes it even better? You know what makes it even better? The fact that I knew exactly where you were going with that prior to you going there with that. Uh,
1: it, it, that'd be more surprising to me if we hadn't been talking about Thumbs before podcast.
5: Ah, yes, good point.
3: All right, boys, thumb deep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, and now uh, it's. So that uh, one's three thumbs up for me and
0: (laughs) What? How far did I make it? Two minutes? Four minutes. (laughs) Whole frame. Whole frame. Whole frame. (laughs) Doing Wolfwim. The hordes of frames.
1: Uh, I don't know. There was a, a major content drop. Um, which was okay, not maybe not a content drop, but it was a content drop. It Had content in it. Everything's technically content. Continents. I don't know where I'm going with this, Masami. <laughs> uh, uh,
6: Masami, please
1: save him. Please uh, save him.
6: That's impossible. I'm not <laughs> put a bad job on. You cannot pay me enough for, to save him. But I will, you know, uh, bring some context to his his comments in that uh this this month or week or whatever in warframe they dropped a big uh main line of nothing but fixes and improvements and other sorts of things tms um let's see all right so
1: here's a list of uh 20 ginormous. there were 20 points oh, that yeah. they updated
6: yeah yeah go, um, go for the That's a good one all right
1: so we got a shield-gating system now, uh, which is good because it was entirely possible in some missions where you just get one-shotted as a Warframe, which is not fun. Like, you get one-shotted, no. and then you res, and then you're up, and you get one-shotted five seconds later. It's not cool. So now what happens is uh, if something does that much damage where it would actually kill you. Instead of actually killing you, it just drops you down, uh, your, your shields down to nothing. You get a very brief moment of invulnerability, and then you can be damaged again. And the idea behind this is for you to notice that your shields are gone, something just did a massive amount of damage to you, and you need to start moving or doing something about it immediately. So that was something... Uh, NPCs also have a similar mechanic, but they have weak spots. So if you hit them on a weak spot, not only does it deplete their shields, but it also kills them instantly. Uh, There's also bleed over. So, you know, you do damage enough to uh, take down someone's shields, it also does 5% damage to their health. Potentially, if you do enough damage to them and you don't hit them on a weak spot, you can still one-shot them. But, you know, whatever. So that was a big feature. Oh, blah blah blah, they reworked how armor went, or how armor scales, uh, which is good, because not everybody enjoyed using corrosive projection and corrosive damage all the fucking time. There is now a possibility to stack status damage, so you can go over 100% status, and it does some pretty neat things. I've been messing around with that with some shotgun builds uh shotguns now work correctly there's no more of this bullshit about uh status per pellet being uh, terrible until you make it to 100 and then it being godly there's actually a status uh, graph that you can look at on this page which doesn't help anybody listening to this podcast uh but (laughs) status works correctly the graph is pretty very pretty it's so pretty there's a line and that's pretty much it yeah. There is color, yep. Yeah. Um, what else? A bunch of small other stuff. Uh the only other big, like, really huge feature that a lot of people are in GS might know is that uh if you built your railjack uh a while ago, then you got refunded uh all the material costs because they dropped the material costs significantly. So everything that you spent that went over the new costs, you got back. Masami and I both got five point four million credits one day and a whole shit ton of other beautiful. resources. That yeah, was so great. Beautiful. And if you finish your war or your railjack you also got two uh, maintenance drones that you can use to just instantly build whatever whenever you want to. So I'm gonna save on until I get something neat.
6: Yes, uh, the the, uh, last probably main thing is that they got rid of self-damage and instead it's...
1: Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember somebody was talking about that. Was it you, Niggle? It was probably me.
1: Yeah, just because they did two things, which I think are hilarious. Uh, They increased arcane levels from three to five, so now you can rank up your arcanes to level five before three was the cap, obviously. So now everybody has a reason to go Eidolon hunting again and farm for arcanes and max your arcanes out once more. Um, At the same time, they eliminated self-damage and anybody who likes to hunt Eidolons or do Tridolon runs at night knows that Chroma has a mechanic. He's pretty much the best damage dealer in the game. has a mechanic where he self damages himself to get one of his damage buffs up to past a thousand percent. So you do some godly amounts of damage, uh, shooting the Eidolon, and that's how you take it down so quickly. And that's why you can do five by four or five by threes, uh, which is five Tridolon hunts in one night in under 40 minutes, which is very impressive. I don't think I've ever managed to do that, but some people have. So that whole build is gone. There's no more speed farming with Chromebite anymore. So they say that they didn't want to make it so that people were grinding for arcanes more and to increase the grind, but they took away the main way to grind the, the arcanes efficiently, so we're all going to have to grind more. So that was a little bit of horse shit.
6: They uh, patched it by saying the fact that uh, Little Duck in these upcoming Scarlet Spear release which is supposed to be happening sometime soon here before the end of the month uh is going to be vendoring some of the arcades but you've got to do the special event it's basically giving a second way to gain the arcades instead of just try to hunting so that that was kind of their justification on that one
1: right so the and the only uh, i'm gonna be the negative nancy because masami is doing a very good job being positive about this um the only problem with Scarlet Spear is that you're gonna have teams. You're gonna have a four-man team on a railjack, and you're gonna have a four-man team supporting the railjack. So that's eight people. You gotta play with eight people in a pub without voice communication. That's gonna be a fucking shit show. <laughs> oh, yes. Railjack oh, is dude, that, a shit show that, in pubs.
0: That's that's like watching uh, Division Two raid with in pubs.
5: It's yeah. hilarious.
1: Yeah, imagine doing a breakpoint raid. Uh, on an island uh, in a pub where the guys are just trying trying to type to each other like what to do
0: uh, It wouldn't do I have played the raid and the, just no. like I would so
1: leave <laughs> Like so yeah, that's that's my problem with it I'm interested <laughs> to see how they're gonna get around this because they said that none of these changes are final they're observing how the community reacts and uh, They will change the they will change their changes accordingly.
0: Well, at least they're not final
1: no warframe has always been a very flexible game and the development team has always uh, never been afraid to go back on things that they have changed mainly because they want to keep people playing the game and listening to your community and altering it accordingly is a good way to do that
5: boy that sounds like something that a, a certain company that i used to enjoy should learn from
1: are you talking about activision blue. no, Bungie, Bungie. definitely Bungie. Activision. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Bungie too? Oh, gee, oh yeah, those poor oh, yeah. guys. His, his favorite love. I have zero pity uh, for those motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all do, and yeah, we could we could go on a Destiny Two rant, but instead we could go on a Ghost Recon rant because yes, that is. So the new immersive mode is supposed to, was supposed to launch we way back in February. Laundry. And uh yeah, Lee, go get your laundry. Uh, but they, they delayed it. And of course, it wouldn't have been so bad if they hadn't waited till the day before the patch was supposed to come out <clears throat> to say we delayed it. Uh it is now officially coming on March twenty eighth, I believe, or twenty-fifth. Uh One or the other. Anyway, uh, it makes quite a few changes to the game. Uh, It basically lets you change anything you want about the game in certain ways. Like, you can get rid of gear score. You can limit the number of bandages you carry. Yeah, Just small stuff like that. You can change the UI and see what you get. Um, So, and the nice thing is you can play custom. Like, I can play a custom mode. Dr. Nagel can play completely standard, and Leetness can go complete on ghost mode where insta-death, and we can all play in the same same game. In the same. Leet
1: trying to go in full ghost mode with insta-death? Yeah, no,
0: I'd, I'd, the, the only person here who would play Ghost Recon that would probably attempt that is me. Um, <laughs> Please
1: you two like grenades, way too like. You know, <laughs> that's a good point. Leet has numbers in his name. I do. Yes, yes, he does. And
0: <clears throat> Gears of War is one hundred and thirty-three point seven gigabytes as well.
3: It has notice. Numbers. Notice the thirty-three in my name. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> so uh, now I know Niggle and Lee You guys
0: play it. What are your guys' thoughts on Ghost Recon? I guess Omega does too. He's been uh, quiet. I forgot yeah, he was here.
1: Yeah, go Omega. I think, uh,
7: I think there's going to be problems when you have people in the same party basically playing different games it's going to be really annoying when one guy in your party keeps dying over and over and over again because they're on whatever stupid hardcore mode they think they want to play on <laughs> uh it's it's I, I like the changes but i feel like that's going to be in, it's going to lead to some pretty serious imbalances between players when you've got You know, like limiting bandages, stuff like that. Like, some players are going to be able to heal as much as they need to. Other players are going to be running around with injuries for half the game. It's. I I like the changes, but I think they're. The way that they're going about making it so granular that each player can adjust each individual thing versus whether. If they made like. Two or three tiers of difficulty with various options on or off, and, you know, a whole party would play in one of those ways i think would make more sense so uh, i am curious just to actually get some gameplay in with a variety of settings in the party just to see how it works out because my instinct is that it's it's gonna be a
1: little fucky what i'm hearing is that uh, we all have to be comfortable with yelling at our friends from now on (laughs) <laughs> so when Gobi keeps on dying because he's playing on super stealthy ghost mode with insta-kill and we're all having to carry through missions and everything, we just have to be not afraid to yell at Gobi to turn the difficulty down.
0: Oh, no, no. See, I'm I'm smart enough, and I've played with you guys enough to know that if I want to do that, I do that solo and not with you guys because you guys oh, like your God. mate way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Things uh, that go boom.
2: With,
0: uh, there, now... I don't know if you guys realize this, but Wildlands had a similar mechanic. Um, and most of the time when we were playing on Wildlands, I doubt we were actually all playing on the same difficulty. Because 90% of the time I played on Extreme and I know you guys were playing on lower difficulties and it didn't really affect anything. Get
7: it, you're a super hardcore ultra <laughs> gamer. God. Uh, no, commence, I just I think... the
1: vigorous thrusting. But... It's no, I like Ghost
0: Recon, and I like the the challenge of the higher difficulties. I mean, basically in Ghost Recon, the only difficulty, the only changes in the difficulty settings is enemies see you faster, and uh, they kill you in less hits. Which I mean, standard mode you die in five hits, extreme mode you die in three hits. Uh, that's the biggest difference in Wildlands. It is now Breakpoint. I haven't played on the hardest difficulty or anything like that um it's been pretty standard i haven't even beat the story um because of some bugs and stuff which are now fixed i just haven't went back and actually finished the story missions um i'm looking forward to the update but i do agree with omega i do think it's going to cause some issues and i think we're going to have to have another patch to smooth out those issues but i feel like it's a good step in the right direction
1: I'm most excited about uh, the elimination of gear score. So I'm definitely going to turn that off.
0: Uh, one note, you cannot play the raid with gear score turned off. You can do everything well, else in the game fine, with gear fuck score raid. turned off. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, once you, you hit 150 and you're ready anyway, it's not a big deal anyway. Um, gear score doesn't really matter for the five minutes you turn it, or the couple hours you turn it on for the raid. Um, Speaking of the raid, I know we were going to talk about the update, but Scotsman seventy one has been trying has been running the raid on um, Xbox with a couple of gunslingers, and they were having trouble with the very first boss. Um, I did post a raid guide on the forums. um, If you guys do decide to try out the raid, Um, I also in the Ghost Recon chat I posted two pictures. They're for the supercomputer boss. Um, I highly recommend having them up on your screen or being able to look at them, because that it can get a little hectic with toxic gas coming in and stuff. But the pictures help you uh, greatly uh, with that.
5: But yeah, that's. I'm sitting in a room. I'm sitting in a room with a constant supply of toxic gas, and I never have any
0: problems. <laughs> yeah,
5: that's
1: a fart joke. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And and where's those fart sounds? Um, yeah, Omega keeps on... Um, or actually, no, it hasn't happened yet. I'm supposed to have OBS open at all times so that when Omega feels one on, I can record it. All right. <clears throat> We're working uh, on it. We'll get around to it.
0: Now, Leetness, you've been Can't so quiet, this. so I know you really want to talk about Path of Exile, so come on, tell us all about it. All right.
3: Well, on Friday, they're releasing the new uh which is titled Delirium, um, and if you play Path of Exile, you may have heard of Breach, um, which was one of the leagues, league mechanics, and it seems something like very similar to the Breach mechanic. So uh, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, they've got a ton of new changes as well that's coming out with this new league, um, including um, these new cluster jewels that you can add into your passive tree. Now, if anyone plays Path of Exile, they've seen the passive tree. It's massive and very daunting. Well, they added these cluster jewels to now make it so that it's now got up to 280 new notables. So that basically doubles the existing (laughs) Path of Exile passive tree, which was already daunting for everybody. Now it's like double the size. So... Um, they've got a whole new uh, currency that's going to be released with uh, the, the League mechanic, which is basically map uh, modifiers that you can add to specifically roll certain uh, rewards on a map. But obviously, that means you get more difficulty along with it. They've got a simac- simulacrum. <laughs> Um, which is their new endgame mechanic, uh, which it seems pretty interesting. You enter some sort of portal portal and survive an ultimate endgame delirium challenge. So, it is going to be some sort of delirium boss, I am guessing, in there, which is going to be challenging. They have modified the endgame. So, basically, the map system has been improved, because I hated the previous map system changes that they did in the last League, uh, Metamorph. Um, well, I didn't hate it, but, uh, it, it seemed really difficult to progress, uh, fast and the new changes look pretty interesting and it's more deterministic on when you can actually, uh, uh spawn conquerors on your map. They also added a bunch of, uh, skill and support gems four new skills and three support gems. One of which is going to be spell slinger, which basically allows you to chain multiple skills uh, with that support gem in it. So basically, it's like a, a poet's pen. If you know what the poet's pen is, it's a unique item that allows you to skill chain. And uh, yeah, looks pretty cool. And then a bunch of new uniques and uh, div cards. So all in all, a ton of stuff coming out on, on Friday. It's really exciting. And I won't be playing. Can you spell Spling Conqueror's Portal to Podes pin for uh, lead cards? <clears throat> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat>
0: it sounds like uh, this Friday is going to be quite promising. We got a Diablo 3 Season 20 comes out, the Path of Exile, and McMurphy is doing his Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Friday the 13th. That's
1: right. Yeah, Friday the 13th coming up.
0: Yep. Yes, that is. It's a now, busy
3: Friday the 13th.
0: Before we get into the Division 2 stuff, because, as you know, with the Division 2, they added seasons. Now, you guys have all done plenty of seasons in Diablo 3 and Path of Exile and whatnot. What are your guys' thoughts on seasons? And is it a good thing, or... You know, is it just another blah?
1: I personally love it.
3: It's
1: definitely a way to keep people playing the game uh, yeah. while adding a minimal amount of content. Some some seasons add more content than others. Diablo has been recycling content recently. But it looks like there's new stuff for Season 20?
3: Yeah, or I mean, patent. I would say Diablo is a piss-poor attempt at a season. I mean, Diablo actually... Diablo in the past as well, Diablo 2's ladder events weren't exactly thrilling. They'd add some sort of small mechanic change or something like that. But for the most part, it's just really rankings and trying to be starting afresh and building your way up to the top again. But part of Exile, it's basically a brand new game mechanic, completely new game mechanic. They change everything. So it's a drastic change. If if you could do something like that in a game. I'd i say you've got a winning combination because that's what makes Path of Exile so amazing. The reason I go back mm. and play every single league is because something interesting is happening. Uh,
1: I would I would agree. Actually, Path of Exile is probably of all the games that I know that do seasons, Path of Exile might have it down the best, just because they do. I I played one season with Litas, or like two days worth of one season with Litas, and it was. Uh, pretty different from the Path of Exile game that I had learned to play months, maybe a year before that. Diablo, yeah, not so great. Um, Warframe has their season thing going on. It's called Nightwave. It's basically just you know, you do daily tasks or weekly tasks, and you get points and you unlock a reward menu, and you know that's fine. Um, the Path of Exile seems like it's doing it right. Most games do it
7: the way that warframe does it it's here's you know a list of rewards over this amount of time and you do tasks to unlock points and get rewards and it's just yeah. a mechanic to encourage grinding and just something to make it feel like you're grinding for something yeah When grinding the weakness of grinding games is that you're basically grinding for nothing
1: yeah, and the first yeah, the breakpoint the game,
7: did that at first, yeah, Breakpoint did Breakpoint. that,
1: and then they and then they did the Terminator event, which was actual new content. So they they spiced it up a little bit.
7: Yeah, I mean, even the Halo Master Chief Collection has it. You rank up, and you play a game. You, like you play matches online, you rank up, you unlock new gear pieces and armor pieces and shit like that. You know, just extra glitter. Um, it's just a, a mechanic that gets yeah. You know, like I said, it's it's just to give you a little carrot to keep you playing the game. Well, at least with you know D three, like I like the fact that it starts you over with a new character and stuff like that. Like that at least is interesting, and it gives you a, a reason to try something new rather than doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't know anything about uh, Path of Exile. Never played it, but you know the fact if they are actually introducing truly new mechanics and making it a new experience each time, that's that is unique. That is that is definitely something yep. interesting that other games could definitely benefit from uh, adopting.
3: Yeah, I mean, part of are the game changes completely. The, the entire meta changes, They rebalance skills. Um, essentially, you start again from scratch. And because of the the build diversity that you have, there, there's so many builds that you can. I mean, there's f- hundreds of thousands of builds that you could possibly make. And um, just through all the different combinations of skills and everything. And, uh, passive tree options and you know all the different classes that they have that you could you, you'll never run out of builds to make essentially um and it's it's that's what makes it so cool is every new every league they also bring out new skill gems like I told you there's four new skill gems and three new um support gems these are going to change the game there's going to be something new to play the game, so it's like a completely new way to play and uh they may not be that drastic the skill changes but um the, the the mechanic is something that's completely different that's why it's like everyone comes back
0: actually uh mega touched on something that i completely forgot about in this week's uh, topic list but we should probably touch on um halo combat evolved dropped for the master chief collection on pc it was last week right
7: yep something like that
0: yeah hmm. Uh, i mean it was a ninja drop like there was no build-up nothing it just one day you guys got a patch and that was that like i don't there was hardly any articles on it i thought it was a little odd considering it's the first halo game like <laughs> it's a big deal and they just like quiet
1: yeah one day i woke up and i downloaded 687 megabytes and uh, there it was
0: uh, so yeah, you. I know you and uh, Omega have played some some of the Halo, um, and Omega, you played the original Halo back on Xbox.
7: Yeah, I've been what a Halo your addict for. Oh, it's so good. God, it is so much fucking nostalgia. It is. It is. It, I'm so happy to be playing <laughs> this game again. I've been waiting forever to be able to play it again. And right. yeah, I gave up consoles a long time ago, and. Halo was one of the things that I was most sad about giving up, and the fact that I can play it again has me more excited than probably any single game release in the last five years. And uh, it's just fucking amazing to be playing again. and it's it's so good. it's it feels it, it it feels like the original game it is it's beautiful. um i mean it's 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 the remastered version um. Multiplayer is cancer, but it always was. Well, it's a
0: Halo game, so.
7: It's, uh, I mean, it's (laughs) Halo, like the uh, original Combat Evolved multiplayer devolves into pistol spam because the pistol is so grossly overpowered. But I don't play Halo for the multiplayer, not original Halo, at least for the multiplayer. Like that is all about the story. It's all about the gameplay. Um, I've been taking Doctor for his run through the campaign. We've been playing at co-op and like we just got we just did the level that introduced the flood. And I was telling about like when I first played that when I was practically a kid, it was it still is like I've played horror games. I've played all kinds of like crazy games like that. It is still to this day. The introduction of the flood is one of the most terrifying moments in video games that I've ever experienced. And it was just so fun to be able to relive that and, and go through all of that again is so good
0: did they change any mechanics or tweak anything or is it pretty much the original halo with better graphics and some fancy lighting stuff
7: yeah it's pretty much the original Halo. like doc and i were talking about that how uh frustrating it is that there's no run button (laughs) but no no, there's no sprint but like you, you look at the timeline of of first-person shooters and there was the original generation which was doom and uh wolfenstein and then you look at the next generation which was uh it, it was uh, goldeneye and perfect dark and then it was halo like, halo was the welcome to modern video games first-person shooter and <laughs> yeah, they've come so far since then with so many added like so many new mechanics and built upon that original core but it it is so much fun to go back to that original core
0: yeah i can see how sprinting would get old but i mean i grew up on unreal tournament and you know those games which didn't have sprint either um now that games have sprint i feel like i rely on it too much and love it but yeah the the old games that don't have it you you have to play them different like you don't realize how much you rely on sprint to get you out of trouble when you don't have it.
7: Yeah, it also uh, took Doc and myself for that matter. Some getting used to the fact that like certain guns are only hip fire, and there's only a few, like a handful of guns in the game that actually have zoom of any sort or like aiming down sights. So a, a lot of guns are just hip fire, and you have to readjust to to that type of uh, gameplay.
1: That's why I like I the Needlers say... best, because I don't need to aim with Needlers. My shitty aim does not matter with a Needler. So it's my new favorite gun next to the pistol.
0: If if I remember right, it's the, the pistol, the battle rifle, the sniper rifle, and then the Covenant sniper rifle all have aim down the sights. Well,
7: there is no battle rifle. Yeah, there is no assault rifle. It, it's just the battle rifle in Halo Combat Evolved. The, uh, Assault Rifle, or am I getting the names? Either way, the one that you aim down sights with the three-round burst wasn't introduced until Halo 2. Uh, so the oh, full-auto they, one is just hip-fire. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible gun unless you get up close and you're, like, hosing elites with it. But, uh, yeah, the pistol and the sniper rifle and the rocket launcher. Yeah, rocket oh, launcher. Halo in Combat Evolved, I think those are the only three guns that have actual aiming. Uh, Or like a zoom mechanic.
0: Well, yeah, the and then the Covenant sniper, right? Because there's the the uh, Army sniper and then the Covenant sniper too. Or is that was that introduced in Halo
1: 2? In
7: Halo 1, the uh, Jackals only have uh, plasma pistols.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we killed a lot of Jackals. Yeah, we've killed a lot of Jackals, but we haven't found i haven't found any covenant sniper rifles so
7: no sniper yeah. jackals are in halo 2 and the um elites with the oh what the fuck were they called um it's a it, it was a, a single single action gun it wasn't quite a sniper rifle but it was sort of along those lines that the uh, covenant used there a lot of elites with those as well but the uh yeah, it wasn't until Halo Two that the advanced Covenant weapons with the uh, the
1: zoom were introduced. We haven't we haven't been able to pick up any plasma swords either, have we? Nope, those aren't in Halo One. In Halo we've, One, when we've killed kill, enemies with them.
7: When you kill an elite with a plasma sword in Halo One, the sword basically explodes on when it hits the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's been a anyway. while since I played Halo. I gotta pick that up i have to pick up the master chief collection but it's gonna be a while that's so
1: much fun
7: it's like waiting for each new installment to come out it has me so excited and I, I just i just can't fucking wait
0: yeah so next up is halo 2 and then if i got this right it's halo 3 next and then it'd be halo 3 oldest odst then it's and an then, uh, it's
7: initialism, not an acronym.
0: Wow, but it, it's orbital dropship trooper.
7: Shock trooper.
0: Or shock. Sorry, shock trooper. And then Halo Four will bring up the rear. Um, Halo Four is kind of the one Nintendo. I'm looking forward to because uh, I like the um, oh I forgot what they're called now. Uh, they're basically co-op missions that are uh, not in the story. They're you just go and do them by yourself um firefight no it's it's a co-op thing I, they're like custom maps
7: yeah firefight they have that already they they're they're in the master chief collection you can go online yeah, actually and play, yeah we can do that firefight rounds and it's 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 in reach they don't have them in in the ce engine but in reach it's it's four players it's two or four players against waves of covenant on different maps and different settings different weapons Uh, There's actually an arc uh, there's like you can play it seriously or there's the arcade mode, which is a blast where like each each game is a a different set of weapons. It's like there's only rocket launchers or only grenades or only the power hammers and the uh, plasma swords. It's 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 so much fun and so much chaos. And it's it's goddamn hilarious. But yeah, they they do have firefight. It's just waves. It's just fighting waves defend the point kind of deal.
0: Spartan Ops. That's what I was... Um, that's what I was waiting for. It's a co-op... Ex, um, it basically sees it through different episodes, and you play through it. It's a, it's a separate co-op story, um, and they're called Spartan Ops. That's what I was talking about. <clears throat> but yeah, Firefight's like a horde mode.
7: I'm super uh, excited for Halo 2, and uh, specifically... Uh, <coughs> Halo OD- three ODST is a ton of fun as well. It's it's a big departure from the rest of the Halo series, and that's why I liked it so much. You don't think play that's... the Master Chief. You you play one of the soldiers, <laughs> and you like come across Spartans, and like they are godly, and you're just like a regular pissant soldier. I mean, you're you're one of the like special forces guys because you're a, you're an ODST, but it's a it's a very interesting dynamic when you're not the super soldier in power armor who can just run through and club an entire squadron of uh elites and grunts to death it's 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 a very different <laughs> style of
1: gameplay <laughs> that's my whole strategy actually i was gonna say omega yeah it must be really fun for you playing these missions dragging my sorry ass behind you because i just run head first into things and start whacking them on the head that's it's, oh, that's it's, all I it's mean, hilariously that's, yeah. fun
7: well, that's what you do in Combat Evolved. That's that is the number one gameplay. I remember uh, it was like the big revolution in playing on Xbox was when you switch your controls from the default setup to Green Thumb, which let you melee by clicking the thumb button instead of having to move your thumb off of the uh, the thumbstick to an actual button. So it just made your melee that much quicker. It all it, it opened up like a whole new level of ability. In, in play
0: in Halo. All right. Yeah, okay. I did notice uh, the Master Chief Collection, they also have a bunch of different um, layouts programmed in. Unless you're Omega, and then you have to reprogram all the keys anyway for every game. But for the rest of us, <clears throat> uh, there are a bunch of different presets.
7: Were you talking, controller presets or keyboard
0: yeah. presets? I don't know about the oh, yeah. keyboard, but I know controller, there's like six or seven of them now and you can play them all like they have a standard fps layout which changes the halo layout to your standard fps where melee is on the right thumbstick b is crouch and stuff like that um
4: i always played boxer layout when i played halo Wait, boxer that's
0: you. the left trigger is uh <laughs> yeah <clears throat> it's been too long you have to play it yeah. again
4: I've got to sit on my Xbox. I'm going to have to fire
1: that up again.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yes, and Bomb comes in. Well, I guess we could talk about the Division 2. Oh,
1: boy, you're going to talk about Division one
0: Oh, yes. What, it's that was a great wo-y? game.
4: Wait, I thought wo-y. it was Destiny 2 we were talking about, not Division.
0: Oh, my bad, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you want to back out? <laughs> I think Zero's got the, the Destiny 2 chat covered. Uh uh, so, yeah, we mentioned the seasons are coming in the Division 2. I believe
1: <laughs> Zero's playing Seasons wow. are up. <laughs> yep, he is. Zero's, <laughs> Zero's done with the podcast. He fired up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> WoW before
7: Goby did the introductions. It was like, all right, guys, we're about to get ready for the podcast, and he fucking fired up WoW.
3: He's in a raid.
2: Boy.
7: Actually,
3: no, I'm <laughs> not. At all again. kiss my ass. <laughs> He's been in WoW for,
0: like, the past three days.
5: Hey, hey. I've got one thing to say to all you. Give your balls a tug, you tit, <laughs> Jonesy?
6: To be fair... <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. See, there's someone who's also a connoisseur in it among this crowd. Uh,
0: so, we are talking about seasons in other games. Uh, Division 2, their first season is going to introduce five new people that you have to go take down um so basically it's the same thing as a warlords in new york um campaign except for it's set in washington dc i believe and you have five targets you kill all five targets and you unlock the new emp sticky bomb variant which there's already the incinerary and the explosive variants of that um so warlords has been out for a week now How? what were your thoughts? Good update, Uh, bad update?
4: Well, I guess it's hard for me to say good or bad update because I never played Division until a week ago. Um, (laughs) Actually, Nighthawk's like, hey, go buy Division because Destiny's been sucking lately. So I was like, all right, I need something different. And uh, I mean, I picked it up and we went through the campaign in the last week and then we've gone back to Washington and played through a bunch of that stuff as well. Um, I mean, so far I like it. I'm still... Learning. I mean you spent half an hour with me the other night kind of teaching me or explaining how to look at creating your builds and and whatnot in loadouts, but I I'm digging it. I'm having fun. That's you know, I it's something totally different. Well, I shouldn't say totally different than Destiny. I mean it, you know, grinding for gear, building your loadouts looking for certain perks and things like that. But the the crafting ability is very interesting, um, which I'm just starting to get into.
0: So, did you ever play the first Division?
4: Well, hey. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, I did not play the first Division. I am a newbie to Division. Also. Uh, All right. So.
0: So, you killing Aaron Keener. i am in
4: Destiny and Destiny 2 and Call of Duty. And it's time mm-hmm. to just make some changes.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Now, Zero, you haven't played for a while. And I know you haven't touched uh, the Warlords of New York expansion. Um actually I don't have you been in games since the update.
5: Yeah, I was for a little bit, and I of course naturally I didn't notice any change. I still think it's better than Destiny.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I'll I'll agree. Um
5: Dagger
4: in right. my heart, man.
0: Uh, so I could put a lot of hours in the division one. Um division two I got almost two hundred hours into now i like the update and i don't like the update all at the same time uh it's done some really good things for the game um the new simpler gear is a lot easier to understand however the downside of that is it's i almost feel like it's too simple now and they needed to find a happy medium like before it was way too complex and just rng on top of rng on top of rng and it was impossible to get you know god rolled gear like it never happened um god rolls are back which are a great thing um the new gear system i think it needs some tweaks um my biggest issue with it is this is a loot shooter and the loot drops are absolute fucking trash like they did all this update to make better loot drops and it's a catch 22. Uh, in order to play on challenging mode or heroic mode, you have to have good world gear. In order to get good world gear, though, you have to play on challenging and heroic. Uh, and you could play on normal and hard, but like I've been playing I don't know, I got probably 20 hours into the new expansion and i'm not finding any roles that are great in normal or hard um <clears throat> we had a new member join the clan and i was running with him the other day we ended up running on challenging and the gear got a little bit better but like it didn't get noticeably better so i'm hoping that there's some tweaks coming down the line to fix the loot issues um other than that it was I'm not going to lie, it was fucking satisfying as hell to kill Keener. Um it was it felt good. It really did. Uh the last mission is a pain in the ass. Um there's a couple things I wish I'd known before I played it. Like EMP grenades are a wonderful thing to use. Um yep. makes it a lot fucking easier instead of dealing with a basically an unlimited supply of turrets, seeker mines, drones like yeah um, but that, w- that was good Um, I'm looking forward to the season I'm interested to meet the five bosses that you gotta kill um, I'm not looking forward to the global event though uh, part of the reason why I asked if you played the Division 1 is they introduced global events in the Division 1 um, this one I believe it's pretty much the same as Blackout where you have three different types of ammo and you can only do damage to the enemy that has that buff or whatever. So, like, Incendiary ammo only works on a enemy that has a little incendiary symbol next to him. Um, In the Division 2, they kind of up the ante. Now, if you shoot a enemy with a bleed icon on him and you have fire damage or whatever, It'll actually shock you, take you out of cover, and punish you for shooting the wrong type of enemy. I'm not actually a huge fan of this because the fucking rushers are insane in the game. and I just see too many people dying from rushers that are the wrong thing, and you got to reload your weapon to get the right ammo. And yeah, it's it was never yeah, fun yeah. in the Division one, and I'm not looking forward to it in this one either um
2: hopefully they do some better stuff but i mean yeah it's one of those things um now you've never played the division
0: so this whole shade tech level you kind of came into the game just as that was introduced
2: um what are your thoughts on that um I like part of it. I mean,
4: I like the fact that you can kind of customize and increase certain stats. But the grind to actually get a noticeable difference seems a little ridiculous. I mean, we we're getting like 0.2% on weapon damage for every time you level it up.
2: Yeah, um, the max it, is it 10%.
4: Li- yeah, it just seems a little extreme for how much you have to grind to actually get to those. Um,
0: I feel but... like they boosted the xp that it requires to get a level um it used to be before shade tech levels they had field proficiency caches so basically once you hit level 30 your max level or whatever you would still do the level 30 bar all the way around one more time and as soon as you got back to 100% full you got a cache with usually worthless gear but you know you could break it down sell it whatever um sometimes you got lucky and got a decent piece of gear out of it um At least some people did. I never did. Um, but I feel like when they introduced the shade tech levels, they like increased that twofold and made it twice as much XP to get one level. And then, like you said, the rewards are slim. I mean, I get it, but like, I don't know. I I have a feeling there's more tweaks coming down the line. I mean, it's a good place to start. I think they, they put, they gave themselves a decent foundation. Um,
4: Yeah, I I agree with where you're coming from, and I think there's some good things there, and it's just, from what I gather, playing with other guys that have been playing Division 2 for a while, before the changes, it's definitely a change, and I think it's, okay, we got to make the changes, you got to figure out what's working, what's not working, or how do you end up making it work, but from what I'm seeing overall, I I like the system. It's just, I guess, since I unlocked and got to the watch and unlocking the shade levels, that was... Monday, Saturday. I mean, I think I'm up to like six, and I haven't played a ton. So I'm you. You do progress the levels somewhat easily, but you know, there's quite a bit that's going go to go into actually level something up fully.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, like, do you have the season pass, season one season pass, or no?
4: I I haven't yet. Um, I guess I I bought the ultimate edition where I could skip right to warlords. You know, get to level thirty and start playing the new content. So I did that, got up to level 40, beat Keener, and now I've gone back to DC and I've played through a bunch of those missions to actually get some of the story filled in, you know, starting to do strongholds and some of that other content that I wasn't able to do until I finished the campaign and got up to 40.
0: I gotcha. Um, basically, I'm pretty sure if you have the Ultimate Edition, you have the Season Pass. Um, for those of you that don't know, the Season 1 Pass only includes... Um, early access to the three specializations that came out and a bunch of classified missions and i think there was some cosmetics or something like that um it wasn't much they were pretty clear about you know what you got when you paid for it and stuff um the classified missions are kind of cool they're they're actually a lot of fun um and i highly recommend playing them they're a good waste of time. Like they, they have an interesting story. There's collectibles in each one of them. Again, cell phones are back. Which, if you play the Division One, you remember running around the map and getting all. What was it? 196 Doctor Niggle. Hmm. <laughs> I think you're the only person I know that got every cell phone in the Division One.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I did. I'm not playing Warframe right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very too. <laughs>
0: Oh, you, you yes. did? Um, yeah,
7: there was a while where Doc and I were doing nothing but scavenging the map for all of that
1: yeah. crap. <laughs> Collecting glitter. Yeah.
6: Um, yes,
0: do. I do like the cell phones in the Division games. Uh, they do kind of tell a good side story. I know Dr. Nigel had one favorite from the first Division um, the whole cell phone stories. I can't remember what it was now.
1: Did I? Yeah, I don't the, dispute you. I just can't remember.
0: I know. I can't. Well, it's been so long since we played, but um, I know the Fei Lau's sister one wasn't our favorite or anything, but it was neat to like, it was
1: nice oh, to flesh out the uh,
0: backstories.
1: Yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah. Just crazy bitch sitting there playing a the piano in the middle of the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was great.
0: Uh, you know, and the division two does the same thing. So, but you know, bomb, you're kind of new to the game. Anytime you hear electronic devo- you know device or whatever, go pick it up and yep. yeah, don't skip it. Yeah, I've Listen been making
4: sure it. I've been picking all that crap up, uh, like the little recordings or whatever.
0: Because it's... The, the one thing that Ubisoft did really well with The Division and The Division 2 are the cell phones. I really like the amount of time they put into building the backstories behind the NPCs and stuff that you meet in the world. Then you run around and you pick up all these cell phones and you kind of, as you're playing the game, you get to you learn more about their about them and their backstory and stuff like that. Um, I think my favorites from the first division were the Luray Barrett ones. Um, it was interesting. I mean, I don't know how many, how many thousands of times we killed her, but <laughs> I, yeah, it was...
7: I just really loved all of the just general backstory ones, just the slice of life ones. Like, here's this, you know, hologram of people getting, you know, herded into a truck. Or, like, I, I thought that was really cool, the way that they built, like, the world-building of the Division I. Like, that was really what did it for me. The plot stuff was really cool, but just the general background world-building was beautiful.
1: Also, yeah, wintertime. I don't know, something now, about that winter setting was just really very appealing for me.
0: Uh, I will, so... We all play Division 1 together, and the one thing we can all agree that Division really does for us is the atmosphere of the game. Like, for whatever reason, the first Division had amazing atmosphere. It was a very pretty game, and, you know, it's probably one of the first shooters I remember running around and all of a sudden just, like, stopping in the middle of the street and just staring at something because it, you know, it was pretty. Plastic bag, Uh, plastic bag, plastic (laughs) bag. (laughs) <laughs> right uh you know and they did really well now fast forward to the division two new york setting it has an atmosphere but it just it doesn't have that same atmosphere and i hate to say it but i think it's the snow in the winter like it really made the atmosphere in the first one and it's something the second one lacks i mean you have rainstorms and stuff like that and that's cool but that. It doesn't do much. But when it started snowing in the division, like, it was neat. It was fun. It added something to the game. Like, it almost added a horror element to it. Like, you felt more alone. You know, it reduced visibility. Like, it really made you feel a part of New York.
7: Division one just felt so bleak. And, yes. I, I played Division two and I got about five hours into it. And it, I just, it it didn't hook me, and you know it's it's very bright. It's summer, trees are blooming. There's it's summertime in DC. There. It it's...
1: smells like swamp. The <laughs> division wow. one
7: was just so dark, and I don't mean like uh, literally dark. Just the feeling of it. It was. It felt like a sea against the world. Well, living in New York City it for me, it was. Did. It It'd put felt you i was in a destroyed city i felt like it was the end of the world all life as we knew it was over like it that was something special that just that that i didn't feel like division two captured in the same way
0: no i agree i think they tried to go with the whole you know hope mentality with the division oh. two. yeah
7: that's so I, yeah funny. that's so 2008
0: and well i just don't i don't think they hit i don't think they nailed it i mean don't get me wrong i love i do love the game and i enjoy playing it uh but you know there's just certain things like i would really much prefer the mechanics of division two in the division one setting like the snow the bleakness like that would be like the perfect division game um
2: it's
7: funny you say that because to me part of the problem that reason that division two didn't hook me is because the mechanics felt like division one uh it it doesn't feel like different enough of the game for me that i need to put another two thousand hours like i did into division one
0: well it's more like the time to kill is much faster in the division two i like that it's it's more of a cover-based shooter like that's that's why i enjoyed the new mechanics um some people don't. That's you know, um, each their own. And yeah, I do agree that some people the mechanics in the Division Two are not as good. They feel more of the same as the Division One. Since the last update, one of the things that has been brought up is basically the only difference in difficulty levels are the enemies are bigger bullet sponges, which is a huge disappointment to me because. I liked the division two that they weren't bullet sponges that I could take down a heavy in a mag. Like I didn't have to worry about a gold bar rushing me because I knew as long as my mag was full, I could drop him. Like it didn't matter. Um, It's,
7: It's hard to do a looter shooter though, where you're doing this constant grind for better gear and pushing your gear levels harder and harder without bullet sponges. Yeah. That's the two go together. You know, we we right. talked we were talking earlier about Ghost Recon. I mean, Ghost Recon is a game that's designed around one headshot, one kill, pretty much no matter what. And in a game like that, gear score doesn't matter, which is why I think rightfully so, a lot of people like Dr. Nigel are frustrated by the gear score in Breakpoint, because it's just kind of pointless in that sense. But like in a looter shooter where you're getting the same piece of gear that's, you know, got better stats than the last time, you know the same same gun, same fire rate, same looks, everything else, just same mechanics, just better stats. If you don't have bullet sponges, those better stats become meaningless. You know if you can you know, just random numbers here because I don't actually know how the mechanics work. But if you've got like a, a gear score fifty weapon and it can take down any enemy in one clip, what's the point of getting a gear score eighty weapon? Why would you grind for
1: that? Right? no, so I, I, I totally gear score. Hate that in breakpoint i got it it was a grinding mechanic it was to make you come back and grind again to get top tier gear when they increase the gear score and you're absolutely right omega doesn't matter what gear score weapon you have in breakpoint if you shoot someone in the head they're dead
0: and it's it's funny you you bring up gear score there too because my issue with ghost recon breakpoints gear score is almost the same issue i have with destiny 2's light levels uh so you basically hit a soft cap around 200 which I don't I don't have a problem with but the problem is you can't get any higher than level 250 gear. It's impossible. The only way to get higher than level 250 gear is if you play the raid and you beat the raid bosses. That's it. That is the only way you can get gear that's higher than gear score 250. And the max gear score is 30 so or 300 yeah 30 uh 300 so the only way to actually get to max gear score is to play the raid six times and hope to god you get great rolls on the gear that you want i don't think gear score belongs in a ghost recon game yeah period i don't
7: know what's even the point though of getting going for gear score 300 it's nothing more than like a dick showing contest
0: and that's exactly what it is. I mean, I don't give me. I like the raid. I actually really enjoyed doing the raid Um, with the guys I did. Um, it was really fun. Uh, do I want to do it a whole bunch of times? I don't know about that, but like the few times that I did it, it was enjoyable. Um, I kind of peaked. I did a, a full raid without doing a single wipe. Nobody dying at all. I mean, we had a couple people go down, but they got rezzed um nobody responded nobody died like we didn't wipe a single time we beat every one of the bosses um from start to finish and you know i've done that now it's like well what is there else to do uh, i could go do it again so i could get slightly better gear that doesn't do me any good in the main island of ghost recon
7: one thing that i find kind of funny about doc's complaints about the gear score system. And uh, granted, this is for me coming. I, I don't have experience with Wildlands, so I don't know what previous Ghost Recons were was like. But the gear score thing for me, it it really has like I, yeah, my gear scores progress as I've played the game. It's kind of had no impact on gameplay though. I'm still aiming for headshots. I'm still uh, playing the game the same way. I don't. It's
1: content locked a- to you from doing raids if you wanted to do raids. Yeah.
7: Aside from that, yeah, that is. <clears throat> Pretty much the only thing that I've noticed, but in terms of like actual typical gameplay, it's it's I haven't noticed the progression as being a thing. You know, there's it's not really something that comes into play.
0: <clears throat> um, so I know you said Dr. Nagel, but I think I can speak to this point. Um what made Wildland so much fun and Dr. Nigel is not a Ghost Recon guy. Like he I don't think he ever played a Ghost Recon game before Wildlands. And it was either Lead or myself who got him into the beta. It was GT. And... It was
1: GT during. Shout out to oh, GT. It was, we it was miss you. Please come back to TV.
0: Yes, right. Uh and the thing that he liked with you he, he basically got one setup and you could run the entire game with one setup. You never you went picked the gun you like and you just ran with it. Like that, that was my
1: whole thing. I still do that. Uh, TAC 50 is the sniper rifle that I use. Uh, yep. M4A1 is the assault rifle I use. M911 or 1911 is the pistol that I use. That's all I need,
0: right? And I mean, you can do it in Breakpoint too. It just takes a little create. I mean, you, every few levels you go in and you craft an M4, a TAC 50, and whatever pistol you like. Um, I like the 45T pistol. Um, in the fur in Wildlands, I preferred five point seven um you know, different games i do think with the new updating ghost recon though i think we're gonna feel like we went back to wildlands i think they realized hey we kind of had it right with wildlands we shouldn't have fucked with the pudding let's let's give them what they the, what they wanted which was you know pretty much the same thing as wildlands just on a different island is fucking
7: uh, with the pudding some sort of weird Wisconsin idiom that I'm not aware of? I hope so. <laughs> Wait, what's the problem with the man? Do you guys just go around, like, putting your dick in pudding? Might Do you not? I mean,
0: it's better than apple pie, isn't it? I mean,
7: I do, but we don't have an idiom for it.
0: That's a fair <laughs> point. We don't. Goby, is, it? is I, it? it? It might be a thing. I just, you know, it's the proof's
1: in the pudding. Does it involve <laughs> the pudding? <laughs>
7: Yeah, we have the proof oh, is on. in the pudding, not the dick is in the pudding.
1: <laughs> is proof what the kids are calling dicks these days?
7: <laughs> we feel so disconnected from today's youth. <laughs> you
0: know,
5: oh, yes. Them. uh fuckers uh, are always trampling my
0: lawn. <laughs> so, yes, I am. I am from Wisconsin. Uh, about, I won't go into details in, in here, but obviously you're from Wisconsin as well.
4: Yes, sir.
2: <laughs>
4: he's called him sir in talk about it <laughs> he also. called
5: him sir wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this has got to be addressed there's nothing nothing sir like about goby let's just go ahead and put that shit out there right now
0: all right but uh, it it goes to the midwest mentality because i call people sir all the time as well it's it's a respect yeah. thing yeah sir,
6: sir well, ma'am, I madam mean, There they're things I, yeah, like, no, zero I just and, call and, you a little and, bitch
4: because you know you're no, not from the midwest. Okay because I'm a little
5: It's cuz I'm a little bitch. A little bitch. <laughs> I know this and I'm okay with that. But you know, it, it it's you know, I'm from the south. We we've, we've got the whole, you know, southern thing on lock. We yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, <laughs> no sir. That's that's our thing. Y'all just appropriated it. I think what Zero's <laughs>
7: trying to say is that he doesn't have a problem with it being a term of respect. He has a problem with you addressing it towards Gobi.
4: Ah, Okay.
1: Yeah,
4: that's it. Fair enough. I will make a note of that.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you drew the picture in the podcast topic list?
2: No, I did Oh, that's
1: beautiful.
6: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Um. Yeah. I don't. Anyway. Uh. So last thing. Took off my
1: roundtable question.
0: I did not. (laughs) Last thing before we get to the roundtable. Um. I did talk with Bomb earlier in the week about you know gear and stuff like that and some builds Um, for Division 2 right now if you're going to play as a solo player the only viable build for you is a strong DPS build. Alright if you're um, going back to
1: Division 2 I'm going back to Warframe
0: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> uh, I
7: thought you said it wasn't <laughs> going to be 35 minutes on
0: Division that we talked about Ghost of God for a while there. Um, Tank and skill <laughs> builds are great for troops, and that's about it. So it's been 35
1: um, minutes of division 2. <laughs> just that buzzer back.
2: <laughs> Thank you. my
0: yeah. laundry uh, That sounds like <laughs> a... Okay. Well, apparently we got to go on to the the whole round table here because they really want to talk about Friday the
1: 13th. So yes. No, no, that's not. It. My original round table question was the overabundance in choice that we have in the penis pump market. I want to know what everybody uses <laughs> oh, and why God. it's their favorite.
6: I tried, Gobi. Tried... I'm asking for
1: a friend. I
0: did, I, I did not see this roundtable question. Is that
2: question, friend Little
3: so... How <laughs> Don't you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I,
0: I, that might be one of those topics. I mean, Sami can't even answer it. Well, I mean, I guess she could, but that might be a little awkward. Oh, she can. I don't
6: know. I worked in a sex store for three months, so I mean... Yeah, she's got a husband. And, okay, so all got right, the well, best way to answer.
0: There we go. Uh, you, you seem to be the professional here. So uh, how many penis pumps did you really sell?
6: Uh, one or two, honestly. See, this is, the, this is
1: the weird thing. From a physical standpoint, uh, when you're talking about penis enlargement, the penis pump is actually one of the few things that works. And the reason it works is by drawing blood into the tissues and expanding the the vescus or the veins, whatever they're called, the, the two large chambers of blood. That actually does increase size. Not a lot, and it takes a long time, and it hurts if you do it wrong, or even if you do it right. But, you know, penis pills, that's bullshit. Whatever the holistic crap is, that's also bullshit. There's a lot of just knockoff products out there. Snake oil, basically. But the penis pump, tried and true, throughout history. So now I gotta
4: ask: Is it because you're a doctor that you know that, or because (laughs) trial and error?
1: (laughs) I don't understand why it can't be both.
0: (laughs) We're not saying it can't. We're just we're just assuming that it's not. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, if they don't uh, they don't make a penis pump the size of a uh, a thimble. I, I need I need an extra small, one, they don't make them.
6: Oh, you might be surprised. (laughs) (laughs)
1: just <laughs> <laughs> shows how, how little E-o. time I've spent researching these
0: oh yes it's it's like those uh, eggs we found a while back we won't get back into that discussion but uh
1: oh the eggs yeah Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, <laughs> vagina candle is doing well by the way That's okay. That's That's
3: it is
1: I, I was trying, trying to buy one ordered. to send to you <laughs> are they back ordered
3: they're so expensive
1: yeah I know it's because they have Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy on them
3: <laughs> i wanted to buy send it to you and i was so, so disappointed that they were like a hundred dollars or something like that
1: yeah for yeah that's way too dollar. much for look i've
3: okay. i have okay, never 10 sent, bucks <laughs> no i've
1: never sent Lena's a gag gift that cost me more than five dollars yeah <laughs> 10 bucks is probably the that's most insane. i would pay for the candle
3: <laughs> yeah i mean a candle i mean i'll just get Get a regular candle and rot on it. You, you do realize, <laughs> John, just, you, right you you do realize that she had a candle.
5: Maybe maybe birthday. sprinkle some
3: tuna juice on it. From
1: yeah, you just go <laughs> to the supermarket just and, and buy, one she <laughs> buy one of those candles.
0: She can make money.
1: Buy one of those candles from the supermarket and write on the box vagina candle and make it to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. With an open can of shooter in it or something. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to do
0: my best to try and pull this train back slightly onto the tracks. Uh, You
7: know, I've got a million-dollar idea. For a long time, I thought that they should make an extinguished candle-scented candle. You know that smell of the burning (laughs) wax? They should make an extinguished candle-scented candle.
1: Hmm. It's not a bad idea. And that's actually not a joke.
7: I honestly believe that. I enjoy the smell right after you blow out a candle.
3: Good a, get men? your best people on Is this. It, I think also a diesel-smelling candle.
5: You just huff gas gasoline if that's what you want.
1: Yeah, just you can of gasoline in your uh, in your living room. Just open it up, let it sit.
5: Gunslingers in no ways in no way endorses the sniffing of gasoline. No,
1: also, it doesn't. should be totally
0: noted do. that diesel and gasoline are two totally different products. But you, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Totally one, different. Ah, <laughs> uh, man well they, they
1: smelled yeah it, it no one bad. cares
0: <laughs>
1: goby is about to uh, get into his chemistry degree which we all know he has uh no i i never graduated college i said it's fuck just this. A
7: redneck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i went to college for two years and said fuck this i'd rather work outside so i work outside
3: okay you guys i'm good outside Yeah, yeah, that was. I I
1: love a good party. I love a good party. That's why I went to college. It's also why I didn't graduate. (laughs) We didn't party. We
7: just sat around smoking weed,
1: being depressed. We did a lot of that. Playing Halo. (laughs) I watched Omega play a lot of Halo while I was blitzed out of my mind. (laughs) It was
7: like Halo, Step Media, Unreal Tournament, and
1: um Mario, uh roller coaster, tycoon. Was so good. roller coaster
4: tycoon yep yep They should really bring that back
1: Which yeah, roller, coaster? It was a blast. roller coaster tycoon was also a blast they got some we need knock-off to start up our multiplayer days.
7: server of that we need to, yeah we i, should f- do I forgot
1: there's so many so many mm-hmm. things that we need to build in roller ty- coaster tycoon
0: oh boy i don't uh, you know what i don't even want to know
1: no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's what's the dumbass roundtable that replaced my genius roundtable question? What are we doing on Friday the Thirteenth?
0: Yeah. What are you? What yeah. are you doing?
1: I'm gonna go outside, pull down my pants, and and uh, see if I can spy <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis through my binoculars. So your typical Friday the Thirteenth? well, it's actually a typical Tuesday, but it's gonna be Friday this day.
3: Well, okay. we know now that it's a thimble-sized, so ultimately you can do that, and no one will see anything.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it looks like someone glued an acorn to the bottom of my torso.
3: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> would they even give you an indecent exposure ticket for that? I mean, technically, yes, but I don't think uh, <laughs> if anybody had a picture or anything that a judge could prove anything.
3: It's like tar- <laughs> oh, It's like Tao. You could get, a PG- get away like PG-13 with him running around naked. <laughs> Uh, What about you, Lee? What are you doing on Friday? I'm going to Barbados.
0: Okay. Boring. Misami?
6: Uh, Absolutely nothing, because Saturday is D&D.
0: So, playing Warframe all day. Okay. No,
6: no, there might be some Minecraft, there might be some GTA V, which these adorable nerds got me into.
7: GTA V? How'd you get your hands on that?
6: <laughs> I don't know. There was like a humble bundle sale. It was pretty fun. So just just out of
0: curiosity, how many hours do you have in GTA?
6: Oh uh, fuck, I don't know.
0: I'd have to look. I just I'm love just how curious. You're the
7: only one who takes that game seriously.
0: <laughs> well, we all did for a little while. Yeah, I, we. Yeah, we we all did for like five minutes.
6: I mean, when I when I started
1: I like- and I needed money, yeah, I grind I grinded that a little bit. I'm gonna yeah, say that's, I that's think basically
6: I... what I'm you, you need money to faff around and be an idiot. So that's what I'm trying to do.
1: How many hours? We're having a we're having a dick measuring contest here and Masami might be the only person I can beat. So how many hours do you have in GTA
6: five? Hmm. I'm pretty sure you're gonna beat me.
1: Um, Look on Steam. I just I'm just curious how much you've been playing in the last two weeks. Oh, I don't play it
6: through Steam. I'd actually have to load it up and load it in my profile. Uh, nuts oh,
0: that. never right. mind. Yeah, never mind. Uh, oh. Bomb, what are you doing on Friday? Uh, I don't know yet. Hopefully, my wife is back in town, and
2: we'll <laughs> go dinner the and
0: shit. But who knows? So you're hoping to do your wife on Friday? Good to know. Roger that. <laughs>
5: Zero. <laughs> What? How? What? Wait. He's playing WoW. It's WoW all
4: day, every day. That's all you
1: do. The answer is that he's Uh... playing WoW. Uh, So I was going
0: to ask what you're going to do on Friday, but I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say work and play WoW.
2: You are correct, sir.
0: Minus the work, (laughs) You can play Warframe, too. Uh, Yes, he did download Warframe. I did see that. Oh. He was Y'all are gonna make that. me
4: go build a PC here again too. You're gonna kill me. Yep. 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 We
0: are. I, damn straight. We are. We we are masters at bringing you to the dark side. I take no credit for this. I blame Dr. Niggle. It's all him.
5: What did I do? <laughs> Actually, I believe technically it would be my fault. But you know, that's I'm fine. Not, you can take I'm not the blame.
0: PC to go play
4: Warcraft. I can tell you that right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you can come play the Division Two and Ghost Recon with me, and uh, I might go, I might
4: build on to go play Destiny too. You know, because you guys love that game so much, I can tell.
0: Hey, I do play it with my kids,
3: cause <laughs> they're because they're the five-year-old who really
4: enjoy Destiny. Right, uh, yep. So I am five years old. Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
5: welcome to the clan. You've been initiated. You're five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Omega. What what are your big plans?
1: So
7: uh, about a week ago, I joined a D and D Discord server because uh, I DM a game with uh, Leetness, is Dr. Nagel and Masami, and so I was looking for a place where I could go to talk to some people about you know some ideas that I had or whatever. And uh, there was a looking for group uh, channel on the server, and uh, so I ended up joining a game that's doing a one shot on Friday, and uh, it's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's um, set in uh, a universe, uh, a setting called Kamigawa, which is uh, a setting inspired by like feudal Japan. That's uh, actually from Magic: The Gathering. But uh, the I think the funniest part is that uh, one of the races in this setting are uh, is called the Kitsune, which are basically fox people. And two of the people in this gaming group that I that, that I'm playing with uh, are playing those characters, and they have both freely and openly admitted that they picked them because they are furries.
0: That's interesting. (laughs) You'll have to tell us
1: all about that experience. They
5: deserve to be stuffed into a cannon and shot off the face of this planet.
1: There's no king in here. Except for furries. (laughs) Except for furries. Disgusting.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Furries are the exception to the rule.
1: Stop with the weeb shit.
7: (laughs) Never. So so yes, I'm playing in in a Which should be a fun and uh, D
3: one shot. Nice cause he hates our group.
7: No, it's because <laughs> it's I magic. don't I don't get to be a player. I'm I'm I DM, know, I know. so I'm looking forward to getting a chance hey, to, uh, we're, to
1: play. We're gonna set off on that trip. we're gonna find the fucking castle and we're gonna bring Silgar with us. So you can you're gonna be playing Silgar because we can't. Or you could spirit us, you know, a couple more NPCs that we meet in the woods along the way who are doing the same thing, and then you could have yourself like two, three characters.
6: There you go.
0: Just, I mean, not all of us play D and D, and some of us know D and D. But just for those that don't know what D and D, what what is DM?
5: If you don't know what D and D is, and you're over the age of nine, you live a very sad existence.
1: So Dungeons and Dragons is responsible <laughs> for most of the mechanics in modern day gaming.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: It's uh, where like
7: Diablo comes from. It's where like yeah, anything that involves like. Building and growing a character over time, and getting increasingly better gear over time, leveling leveling up. Yeah.
0: So basically, every RPG is what you're saying. Pretty
7: much. I mean, RPG is an RPG. It's a tabletop RPG.
6: Yeah, it's it's kind of a direct translation of the of the.
1: It was uh, yeah, computer RPGs before there were computers to play games on. (laughs)
7: But yeah. So, yeah. But a it, DM it, is a dungeon it, it, master who do in charge. Have, yeah, like y- there is no game telling you what to do. There is the dungeon There's... master who creates the world, who puts the enemies in it, who basically is god of this world, and then the players play in that world. So, yeah. Masami said a bad pun in the last session, so I made a meteor fall on her head.
6: Yep. <laughs> and then I ignored the damage because you know D fives are ridiculous. I asked. No, anyway. I asked if
1: I had to revive her, and you he were just like, "No," and then we just carried on. But the, the okay. message was clear. Actually, Misami got two penalties last game. One was for telling the pun. The other was for being helpful. Apparently, you're not supposed to be <laughs> helpful.
0: This is Omega's game, so that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, you know what? Hey, we're all
0: well learned. I'm
1: we're a, fair, I have, I have a
7: good, fair DM.
1: So you're we learned.
7: I
4: have
1: bandages, but I can't use them on you. Screw you. <laughs> yep. All right. We're, all, we're uh, all learning. We're adapting to Omega. We are learning how to play the yeah. game. Yes, it's a used...
6: very interesting watching you all play. Having you know, ten plus years of experience under my belt doing various things.
1: Well, as I understand it, ninety-five percent of the game is hitting something with a hammer.
6: Yes.
7: I just hopefully my DMing isn't too disappointing to
1: you.
6: No, it is not. It is mine. <laughs> Our first timer.
3: Uh wait, that that's a backhanded compliment. That was a yeah, right? <laughs> yes. yes. You're doing fine for somebody that's never done this before in their life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I doesn't well, know what D is. So uh, you could I, be I a model in South Dakota. <laughs>
6: You don't want to know what a problem South Dakota looks like.
0: Now we're we're talking about South Dakota and not the the boom towns, right? Because I don't consider those South Dakota.
1: Yeah, it's it's what it is. What it is.
6: It's a the- it's a state in the middle of nowhere with only the uh, western half uh, known uh, what is going on or known by the rest of the country for, and the eastern half just doesn't exist.
7: Also oh, I got trees the Western half known
6: for Mount Rushmore, Black Hills, that stuff. President's faces on you know Indian terrain.
7: Oh. oh, I know about you, I know about Mount Rushmore, but that is completely separate from any knowledge that I have about South Dakota.
0: You completely <laughs> forgot about Crazy Horse.
1: How can you forget Andrew. about
0: Crazy Horse? You know, the monument that was supposed to be done like five years ago that still isn't even halfway done.
1: Oh, I thought that was a liquor. <laughs>
0: No, there's a well. There's Mount Rushmore, but over by Mount Rushmore, they're they're supposedly making this giant rock sculpture of Crazy Horse, and it was supposed to be done by I think 2015. I the last time I was there was like 1995, and I don't think they're more than halfway done with it yet.
1: Well, yeah, you, no, it no. gets very cold well, there. Nobody wants to work outside when
0: it's cold,
7: and they're carving a giant horse out of a fucking mountain. It's gonna take some time.
0: Again, I said that the last time
1: I visited was 1995. All right, They've I, I, made
6: some progress, as
1: So we're, we're pushing uh, an hour and 20 minutes, so I just want to tell everybody yeah. that we're about to start up the Clue podcast. <laughs> uh, this is where we talk about Clue. We do this frequently. <laughs> uh, Ellen Brennan, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, uh, Martin Mull, and Leslie Spoiler!
2: Anna.
1: The butler did it. That is one library. of the possible endings. What is everyone's favorite Clue ending? Masami.
6: I've only played the board game. Um, okay, we should easily... probably move on. leadness. Oh my yeah. god, now I'm so
0: bad. Uh, you know what? I, I, I think we'll just so save so this sad. for the Clue podcast and we're going to wrap this up. So uh, I want to thank you guys all for joining and I want to thank you all for listening.
2: Hopefully uh, we'll hear you next week. Peace. Peace. Later. Penis, penis.